2: And definitely check out those shows as well. Faleha Hassan is the author of War and Me, a memoir. Faleha is a poet, playwright, writer, teacher, and editor who earned her master's degree in Arabic literature and has published 25 books. A nominee for both the Pulitzer and Pushcart Prizes, she is the first woman to write poetry for children in Iraq. Her poems have been translated into 21 languages, and she has received numerous awards throughout the Middle East. Hassan is a member of the Iraq Literary Women's Association, the Sinu Association in Denmark, the Society of Poets Beyond Limits, and Poets of the World Community. Born in Iraq, she now resides in New Jersey. Welcome, Faleha. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss War and Me, your beautiful
3: memoir. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here with you today.
2: Thank you. My goodness, the experiences that you've lived, everything from what happened with your brother when you were little and him getting hurt and the guilt that you felt for that through all of the atrocities that sort of fell at your feet, the loss, the resilience, it's uh, staggering. I mean, amazing. I don't even know what to say. Congratulations on being so amazing.
3: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. Life is not easy, especially in different countries. Yes. Yeah.
2: So, so you have become this sensation out of Iraq for writing through, even though you're risking your life to do so, writing about all of the things going on and telling it like it is. How? What was it inside you that made you start writing when all of the things around you were just falling apart? While poetry
3: comes easily to me, I was I have long time dreaming about write uh, a detailed memoir about the war, because I was uh, a witness on these war. I almost I lived maybe three wars: the Iraqi-Iran war, the Kuwait-Iraq war, and and then the injustice blockade that last for twelve years. And this is also. Yeah, well, for me, it's war because you're fighting for every day for your fool. because in war, you know, there is enemy. Sometimes we can't fight it because we are not soldiers. Even this war lasts for uh, eight years and it's like affect everyone. She doesn't care if it's like we are innocent people, we are not soldiers, but this war affects women, kids older people, everyone, and it lasts for eight years. But the black aid, it destroys our our community because everyone now talking about, I mean, looking for the day he can live without being need something. For me, like I, I did work so many different jobs. Let's see, I was a teacher and also I was, as you read in my book, I was, you know, typing typing all these master's degree, PhD degree, and that's hurt my fingers because I I type almost every day when I come come home, even when I was studying for my master's degree. And some people, especially the young men, they start new jobs. One of these unusual jobs, they start to sell the blood, dumb blood in the hospital in the black market, just to, to survive the day. Because you imagine that it's like, how many, you know, I don't know how they measure the blood, but how many, how much he can sell this blood just to survive the day he will love. And also we start, and this this blockade doesn't end until 2003. After that, we get... Yeah, some, let's see, just a salary. Because before that, everyone, every employee, especially in government, and we include as the teachers, as a government job, because we don't have a special school back there in my time, just public schools. All salaries for teachers is 3,000 Iraqi dinar. That's meaning two dollars And that's monthly. And when you are a teacher, you can't apply for a different job. You can't. And if the government know that, you get punished by going to the jail, or they maybe they um, release you from your job. There's so many rules. That's why all teachers stay in the same position and in same jobs. All doctors sold same. Jobs, all lawyers still say no one can change his career to go to try another.
2: Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Faleha, how do you go about every day in your life? And now you live in New Jersey, right? And live like a normal life in New Jersey, carrying all of this with you. How do you get up and live the day and not be? in your mind about all of the stuff in the past? How do you live for the day?
3: First of all, I have very, <laughs> like I have issue with sleeping. Every time if I sleep, let's see if I sleep every day, I will sleep for four hours, five hours, two hours sometimes. And that's not enough. But when I wake up, and am doing this sleeping. I have nightmares, different mm-hmm. nightmares about the war, Because in my mind, I still there. Mm-hmm. It, that's why when I write the the war is control my writing. Mm-hmm. Even if I like to write about love, like the poem, I'm I starting with love something, and then the poem gets her way, and she took me to the war zone. That's why I can't write pure poems about love or about peaceful because I didn't live with peaceful. Now yes, I live and peaceful, but it's not that pure. I can't because all my memory and my childhood and even when I was a teenage and young adult, I was living in a, in a war. Mm-hmm. Right now, I try. I try my best to be another woman, but that's not easy. I can't just take my soul off and start again, establish my life. Maybe that's can my kids do it because they don't have these bad memories I have, but for me it is not that easy. I bet. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And uh even right now when I go outside sometimes, not everyone welcome a woman with hijab. Mm. That's also making me feel I'm still fighting another role. Interesting. Yeah, because people, they believe women with hijab, that's a very dangerous subject for them. Mm. And I faced that so many times. One time I was in art museum in Philadelphia and I was just looking for this beautiful painting picture and those two couples, they were also watching or, you know, interesting with this picture, but he told her, I heard him told her, watch out, she's behind me. Oh. It's, it's not everyone, yeah, believe me. And uh I don't know when people can accept it. And I thought it's, it's coming soon. It's like never ending for you. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I I yeah, that's why I'm in one my poem I said I'm still dragging from exile to another time. Or maybe from one war to another one. It's not. It's not easy, but this is the life. What should we do? We we supposed to accept it because there is no other choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If there is another choice, I can do it. But, uh, and I, I am a woman. I respect myself. I love my hijab. I just can't take it off and be, a different because it's like my skin. I can't just take off my skin. Right.
2: It's and a part. It's a part of you. Part yeah, of you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. How do you find joy? What gives you
3: joy? When I see my kids happy, I feel joyful. And mm-hmm. uh, when I call my uh, grandkids on WhatsApp, oh my God, <laughs> this is my amazing <laughs> moment. I, but I I hope one time I can hug them, you know, give them kiss, uh, smell them, something like that. But also when I write, when I write uh, poetry. I feel mm-hmm. joy, and when I see movies, especially movies about another cultures, it's mm. not just fantasy movie. I don't like fantasy movies. I I like uh, uh, movies based on real story, but with different culture. Mm. That's that's me giving me joy because now with all these details, I can bear myself and my life with another group of life. And I will talk to myself. That's, it's very difficult for me, but they make, they live it. And I have some difficulty in my life, but they can't. In this time, in this moment, I feel joy Wow.
2: <laughs> and how do you feel about all of the praise and the accolades and awards? I mean, a nominee for the Pulitzer and the Pushcart Prizes, that's really amazing. I mean, that's amazing.
3: Yes, especially Pulitzer Prize. It was like a dream because they don't accept translation. They don't accept any book come to them with a translation. Maybe book Pushcart, they they accept it, but with the Pulitzer, it's so difficult. When I said, I'm going to do to write this book in my English language, the language I taught myself by myself. And uh, this is, very it was very challenging for me. And when I I heard from the publisher, Mr. William Beatings, when he said, I nominate this book for both surprise and they accepted, that was something is like big deal for me because as you know when i came here when i was in iraq i was focusing on my career as a teacher with master degree in arabic language i spent 24 years teaching arabic i almost finished my PhD degree in arabic language and it's not in my mind i'm going to need english yes they teach us english from the fifth grade but English just to pass the exam. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, and then we don't have partner to, you know, to practice this language. And any language, if you don't practice it, it's gone by the time. And um, in my mind, I don't need this English. I just focus in Arabic, classic Arabic language. And then when I came here, I came with zero English. And I, I did use the uh, Google to translate one or two sentences just to communicate with my neighbor. She passed away, rest in peace. And she said, her name, Mary, she said, yeah, you can go to a college community and ask them if they can, you know, accept you. And uh, I went there and the ID, you know, when they, someone asks you, it's, it's like I can't lie about my life uh, when they ask me, do you have it? A degree. I said, yeah, I have a master's degree in Arabic language. They said, okay, that's good, but you are not eligible for financial aid. And if you want to take a class like English 101, something like that, you need to pay from your pocket. And you just imagine that. I've been here three months. There is no job yet, no car, no salary, no nothing. Catholic uh, charity, they pay our rent for three months and they help us with electricity and that's it. Even my kids, they just start going to school. Now, even if I want to take a bus to go there because I don't have a car, now they ask me to pay from my pocket. And when I did ask about the, the price for this class, they they said between 500 and 800 each class, that's that's fortune for me. It's like I don't have this m- much money to to do that. Then I did ask for another program. Also, I went to ESL program. I paid ten dollars. But this program, they after I became a volunteer in Saint Johnagard, and I start working there. I will take two buses to go there, from six o'clock until six the uh, evening. That's why I can't go to any borderline to learn myself in English. But I need it. It's like, it's an emergency. Mm-hmm. It's not just want to learn English because it's fun and I love, love language. I need it. That's why I start watching cartoons, watching funny shows like Dave Chappelle, Kevin <laughs> Hart. Believe me, Kevin Hart. I watched all Medea movies. And then after this level, I start reading kids' book, especially when I went to the because I I volunteered two years in Saint John of God, and I start looking for book for kids, and I start reading it then. And now, when uh, like after, I think 2014, I start read and write and talk English, but. I was spending every day like five hour to teach myself. Sometimes I cry, believe me. Sometimes I feel so happy because there is a new sentences I learned today. And uh, my kids they learn English very well than English because I mean in school because they are as a kids they can like they like a sponge. They can take everything easy, but. Uh, even when I start talking with them in, in in a in a house, no one can. They reject me to talk with me in English because they like to speak Arabic with me as a mom. You know, uh, I think because in in their mind they believe if I if I make mistake, they can't correct me as a respection.
0: Mm.
3: Yeah, uh, that, that's the reason I think. I mean, I did all the job. By working, uh, that's why when I did write uh, "Breakfast for Butterflies," this book in English language, and they accepted for publication and they nominated for Pulitzer Prize, it was my. It it, it it's a, do not I I don't I don't know I don't have um the good <laughs> word for that. I was speechless when Mr. Bouliane told me about that.
2: It's amazing. It's, it's so amazing. I, I, my heart just goes out to you for all the things you've overcome. Even something as simple as that. It's crazy. I mean, it's just amazing.
4: Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig.
0: Flushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: Why do you think you have this? Do you think you were born with this drive to be able to teach yourself? I mean, I know you're obviously brilliant, but not everyone could keep going, could be optimistic in the face of everything.
3: Because I believe life's supposed to continue if i still breathing, I'm going to continue until the last breathe I have. This is why, you know, sometimes right now, I have another goal because I have so many people around me, they speak Spanish. I said, maybe I can it's Spanish. Oh my gosh. Because, yeah, because no, you know No, you're
2: what? crazy. You know why?
3: <laughs> because when I was in Turkey, for one I five here, I was communicating with people in Turkish language. And... Uh, because there's people around me, they they speak Turkish. In Turkey, they don't speak English or Arabic. And I was forced myself to learn Turkish with my friend, her name, Hamida, she's a Turkish woman. She was a teacher too there. And she said, teach me Arabic, I teach you uh, Turkish. And then we started doing that. But uh, here, maybe next year, like this is my goal, maybe next year I'm going to the college and learn myself Spanish because there's so many people around me they speak Spanish. And I have many friends, they are very limited. And then they have limitation with English language, but they, they are Spanish and Puerto Rico. I said, yeah, let's do this. Let's go here and <laughs>
2: learn Spanish. Why not, you know? Why, why not? Yeah, why just not? add it to the list. <laughs> add it to the list. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, do you feel since your book has come out that things have changed for you? Do you feel understood? Do you feel that it's changed your life or that you've, what, what has happened since then?
3: Yes, before that, so many people, especially my friends, they don't know the, all these details on my life. Yeah, we speak, but we speak in different like subjects. Uh, maybe we talk about Iraqi food because they talk about the food all our time. <laughs> but then, when they read all these uh, details in my book, I think they they start to respect me and love me more and more. And right now, I don't have time just to sit in my home and uh, do nothing. Every time. I receive invitation to come and sign the book or talk about the book or read something or do article or also interview, in written art- interview or online or just face-to-face. Something is, is, is happening, but it's not. And I think this book will last for so many years there in America and in different countries. Because it's recalled for very harsh subjects or it's not easy to live. And when you see a surviving people talking about them like, at this moment, it will interesting to read more and more and to see them, to talk to, to them because they, they tell telling the truth. Because so many in wars, there's so many hidden areas. The writer must write about that. And then maybe the rulers will wake up one time and think a thousand times before they start a new war. Wow.
2: Well, I mean, this is really how we learn anything, right? The stories, the individual stories of people and what they go through. Yeah. And that's the but only media, way.
3: Yeah, media doesn't give you all these. She can't. If the media can't control everything, mm-hmm. you know. It just imagine they focus about something; they focus what they like to you, you know, to focus on. But if you talk to individual people and see them and talk about them, opinion about this, that's the true and correct way to have your resource to find out the real truth. It's not just. Like for me right now, if I want to, to write, because that's my other uh, uh, goal, to talk about, to write a um, story about the black age, the Iraqi black age. and And um, in my in my mind, this is maybe, perhaps when, you know, changing, I'm going to meet the people they was living the same time I was there. And I will talk to them about what they, you know, how they face that, what kind of food they ate in this time, how they survive, and uh, because if right now if I want to do that, I can't just Google on YouTube or and uh, different um, media, and I say, okay, I'm going to tell to see how the Iraqi people survive from the war, because I need book, I need real book, and I'm not bragging when I say this is a real book. It's mm-hmm. not just fantasy. It's a, a it's based on real event true stories.
2: Well, Faleha, thank you for writing the book. Thank you for sharing your experience and inspiration. I just keep saying you're so inspiring and resilient and your story is is sensational so thank you, so much. Thank you. good luck learning spanish thank you yes please
3: <laughs> <laughs> thank you so i don't know maybe one time i will write two or three poems in spanish and i'm going to read it to you
2: who knows <laughs> yeah and then you'll win the national book award for those okay <laughs> <laughs>
3: thank you so much and have a wonderful day
2: you too Bye bye. bye